Kidventures. Where will your next trip take you? Hi, this is Kathy from Mummy Travels. And this is Ting from My Travel Monkey. And in this episode, we are going to be talking all about road trips. <laughs> Good old road trip. We talked in past podcasts about flying with kids, but actually you probably find yourself driving with them at least as awful, often when you travel. We do, definitely, yeah. all the time, because we have family up north. So we're always travelling on the M40 and the M6, um, yes. stuck in traffic. Same here, same here. I have lots of memories of sitting on the M6. Hurrah yeah. for the troll road. <laughs> um, but I think there's usually some time in the car, whether you're doing a proper big road trip or you're doing a staycation where you've got a long journey on the way, or when you're at your destination and you're exploring around, you're going to be in the car. And nobody wants to hear those words. Are we nearly there yet? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you have heard those words many, many times from your little ones. Yes, she has. I have been training her, though. So she's actually now pretty good in the car. We did one, if you like, proper road trip, as I persist in calling it, in, in the US and California. Well, we went down the Pacific Coast Highway and she was three, then almost four. But we've also done quite a bit of driving on some of our other big trips in Oman and Cambodia, just where we were moving around the whole time and you had two, three hours in the car between this place and this place. And the UK as well. I mean, just last Easter, we went along the Great West Way. So driving out of London West towards um, Wales and the West of England. And, you know, there was a fair amount of road on the way there. Oh, weirdly though, I kind of quite like road trips. I find yeah. them, well, I just find them a bit more in the sense that you can throw everything in your car. Yes. So that's a really good point of going anywhere in the car. That's such a bonus. Whether you go abroad or not. And we found um, the first time we drove abroad, we went to France on the Euro Tunnel. And genuinely, we were shocked by how easy it was mm. um, just to get across the channel within half an hour it's so quick isn't it yeah and french (laughs) roads are amazing to drive on yes really easy really simple even for people who are a bit nervous about driving on the other side of the road Mm. i think france is actually a really good uh, destination to try that out firsthand but like uh, you we've done a big road trip from cape town along the garden route all the way to neisner we've driven around iceland in the snow that was pretty oh. hairy actually in some points yeah especially when the sat nav took us the wrong way and there's just piles of white snow i uh, mean you, d- you can't tell even tell where the road going. is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, we um and my son was just laughing in the back he thought it was hilarious when <laughs> my husband was having to reverse down some strange hill uh, into into nowhere i would love to do the icelandic wing road but i am definitely getting my husband to drive (laughs) if we ever do that i'm getting better at driving overseas but i do not have the love for it no well actually uh listeners i've been in the car with cafe when we've been and survived and survived survived. i I think i did it a a few (laughs) and my knuckles were a bit white on some occasions but you did an immensely good job considering um i think so i was meant to be driving i was going Uh... to make this point the only reason i was driving was because ting forgot to pack her driver's license and i genuinely did forget everyone Mm -hmm. is kind of suggesting i did Mm -hmm. it on purpose (laughs) But, but we have both come back in one piece yes so it is possible to survive and it is possible to survive 
when you have small people being bored in the back of the car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, being bored on a plane is completely different, I think, mm. to being bored in a car. At least in the car, you have the option of stopping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, anywhere. Yeah. On the side of the road for a wee, a quick wee, <laughs> or um, a service station, or to grab some food, or anywhere. That's yeah. the great thing about a road trip. I think that is one thing driving with kids. Sometimes you start by thinking we just want to get there as fast as possible. Yes. I mean, not not speeding, listeners. Obviously, I would not recommend that. But just that you don't want to stretch the journey out. But actually, stopping along the way sometimes makes it so much easier than just trying to do it in one go. Yeah, because it just completely breaks up the journey. It gives you and the children a chance to stretch legs, run about, grab a coffee. And especially I found when the kids were babies, I didn't breastfeed, but I had to give them a bottle. And obviously, I had to make it up with hot water Mm. and get stuff. So I had to plan in the stop times anyway with their feeds yeah so that was something that we had to do and in fact you know it does add an extra hour or so on the journey but Mm. I think it's actually a good thing yeah what we've started to do particularly if I'm driving in the UK is to actually try and take the first day and factor in a big stop so we're national trust members (laughs) as are we Uh, and they're so wonderful and (laughs) there are millions of them so there always seems to be somewhere along the way. And it's always cream tea to be had. There's always cream tea to be had. Um, I won't say it's the only reason I stop, but it's definitely it a factor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my husband's main but, factor. But that's it. So you can stop somewhere for a couple of hours. They can run around. There's always brilliant activities and space outside and play areas. Yeah, yeah. And you can actually, and then it's fun. You're doing something you really enjoy. And also, obviously, the cake. Motorway service stations are so useful, but I don't think anyone would ever argue they're fun. No, no. But can I just ask, and I'm sure listeners will be wondering, Mm -hmm. cream first or jam? (laughs) Jam first. Obviously, always jam first. Never! I'm sorry. It's cream first for me. (laughs) I would say I'm not going to talk to you anymore, but we've got the rest of the podcast to do apart from anything else. So jam first. Always jam first. But back back to road trips. I think that's a really good idea, Cathy, actually, stopping and making the stop as part of your overall trip and yeah. it factoring it into the journey. My only way around it, really, and this gets less and less as she gets older, is if she would sleep in the car. Mm. And your littlest is still little enough that he probably does this a bit more. Do you have the whole motion sends him to sleep thing? What's hilarious is it's my eldest who falls asleep. He's exactly really? like me. Yes. <laughs> so... Even the other day, we went on a little day trip. And although my youngest was probably more tired, it was my eldest who had his um, head straight back and his mouth open, like, yeah. you know, catching, catching flies. flies. Mm-hmm. Whereas my littlest was just looking at him and trying to smack him awake. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, the trying to time it with naps, yeah. especially when he was young, really mm. worked. And especially when they have a good hour or two. Yeah. That's a good two hours to just put your foot down. Yeah. Not that I'm suggesting anyone should be speeding. Obviously not. But it's a great time to really, really make some headway. Mm Mm-hmm. Or we sometimes still do starting off an hour or so before her bedtime. So you'll do the beginning and, you know, there's an hour or so driving and then find somewhere to stop possibly. 
Or just start off with her in her pyjamas. We've done that. Yeah. And there comes a point and you're just a bit like, okay, now it's yeah. your bedtime. And just carry on and hopefully she will then yeah. drop and off. And it's a good and transferring yes. motion. You know, when you get the kids out of the car, you don't want them to wake up. That's perfect when you can do a smooth transition into yes. the house. But that really works if you're far away and you want to make the most of your day yeah. at your destination instead of rushing off in the morning, or, you know, to get home. Yes. You can just... You know, have a nice dinner, put the kids into bed, uh, well, in their pyjamas. Yeah. And put them in the car for the journey home. Yeah. But sometimes they have to be awake. So the question then is, what do you do to keep them entertained? For us, games. So we do a lot of games. Um, There's a game that we call bananas, strawberries, blackberries. So it depends on the colour of the car. And the winner is the one who has seen the most. But uh, my eldest always chooses strawberry. And how (laughs) there are so many red cars (laughs) on the road. Banana would be tricky, wouldn't it? You don't see that many yellow cars. Except for mine. Except for yours. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we also do I Spy. Mm -hmm. But uh, I remember you mentioning that can be quite frustrating when they're younger. And And she wouldn't quite get the idea. And it would be I Spy and you drive past it. And 10 minutes later (laughs) you give up. And it's like, oh, I saw a cow 10 minutes ago. I can't see that now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we abandoned that. Got, that got a bit frustrating. But we do play a version of 20 questions. And it's just sort of get, basically guess what I am. Ah. Or one favourite. And this was good. Well, we still play it now, but particularly at preschool when she was learning her alphabet. And you could do the memory game. I went to the yeah. shop and I bought, you know, thing beginning with A, thing beginning oh, with B. That is a good idea. That's and, a good game. And so on. Um, even now, she normally gets bored by the time we're up to about O or P. But it gets quite inventive now. So, yeah. you know, it'll be an orange octopus and a, a grumpy gorilla and, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, fun. you know, yeah, I always mention this before, but the iPad is also a tablet or iPad or even a portable DVD player, which I know some cars have in the mm. back of their seats. Um, they're very helpful. If you can just stick a movie on just for an hour or so that really helps as well yeah. keep boredom at bay i will admit i'm very jealous of this because we can't use them oh no why Be- is that because she gets travel sick um oh, and which i used to as well so she can't read or anything that means she's got to be looking down or anything like looking at a screen for that long does present time. more of a problem it does it does doesn't it and especially because <laughs> you drive quite a lot on your own don't you without your partner so exactly so it's often me and i'm trying to drive and i'm trying to navigate and if she's bored in the back she seems to have some kind of sixth sense for the absolute worst time to <laughs> ask a question. So, you know, I'm merging onto a really busy motorway yeah, and everyone's yeah. speeding past, you know, and a little voice goes, Mummy, not now, not now. <laughs> um, so my fail safe is audiobooks. Um since we started listening to those, that has made such a massive difference because you can put one on yeah. and if it's a good story, she will listen for hours. I don't have to chat. You know, pick ones that I like listening yeah, to. Yeah. And what we found is ones on the phone, so I use Audible. Yeah. Because then also you don't have to faff about changing okay. CDs. For, again, the same reason. I don't want to be rummaging in a box of CDs no. when, you know, and you suddenly realise you've missed your exit and you now yeah. have an extra Oh, well, it's fine when there's two of you in the car, yeah. so one can do that. But, yeah, if you're driving solo, that yeah. presents a real problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Audiobooks are something that we haven't yet really done, but we're going on a road trip to France, uh, to the Dordogne this mm-hmm. summer. 
and I have got the David Walliams, the Roald Dahl, yeah. and I'm going to love put all those the Roald Dahl on. ones. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Although we're working through the whole set of How to Train Your Dragon now, uh, and which are absolutely brilliant. So I will very happily sit and listen to those as well. So we're both entertained. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, just going back to the point on tablets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some people don't have Wi-Fi connections to tablets. A good piece of advice is to make sure you download a few movies or programs in advance because you won't have any data to do it when you're out and about in the car and this really helps if yeah yeah they're really kicking off and i mean it eats data to do it yeah otherwise anyway even if you've got it music is good too yeah we will have i remember one time for some reason I wasn't able to play music. I can't now remember what, but I. she was about 18 months old. I had to sing, I think, most of the journey. <laughs> I got, got home, my voice was almost gone. What were you singing? Nursery rhymes, anything I could think of, I think. You know, Bar Bar Black Sheep. I bet you even made up some times. I've made up a few It songs. would not surprise me, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just remember thinking, we're not home yet. Are we not home yet? Yeah. So, yeah, so now we have playlists that we make. One other point is that I've realised is that music doesn't last as long as you think. So when we did our California road trip, we tried to come up with a playlist that my husband likes, my daughter likes, ideally that I like as well. So that, you know, because you don't want an argument of someone going, I hate this song. Yeah. And we had about an hour. I think. And I realised very quickly that an hour's worth of music is not very much. No. And by the time you listen to loop. it, yeah, <laughs> about the fifth time, you'll think everyone is thinking, I hate this song and I never want to hear this song again in my life. Yeah. So much, much longer playlists with uh, more choices. Yeah, my husband, oh, he he can't stand, I, I, I better not say this actually on, on a podcast, but my son loves a million dreams from uh, The Greatest Shaman <laughs> and he asks to play that constantly yeah. in the car and my husband rolls his eyes every time yeah. but you know I like the song luckily so it's okay, it's okay. yeah you've got, to, you've got to do what's got to be done yeah, yeah. to get through the road trip <laughs> then snacks as well the fail safe always snacks always. in any scenario snacks make life better we um have something called a yum box which actually we take on plane as well mm-hmm. and take away with us but on a road trip it's invaluable because before you leave you can pack it with all sorts of goodies it's like a little bento box it has little different sections cool so you know instead of just a whole bag of crisps or something you can mix it up and actually put some fruit in it Mm -hmm. and some raisins and little bits and that normally lasts a good while as well i think kids like having the choice yes it's a bit more fun, isn't it? When you've got five different little things of what shall I nibble first rather than, like you say, a bag of crisps is yeah. a bag of crisps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, and, you know, you or want to try whatever. and get some goodness in them, even though we've said when you go away. Yeah. That can be relaxed a That's little it. bit, tiny bit. But if you're stopping anyway, it's quite easy to pick up stuff. That's if true. You're, if you're at home. Yeah. I try and stick with things which aren't too messy. I mean, I wouldn't say that the back of my car is a crumb-free zone. But, um, yeah, breadsticks, raisins, maybe a banana, something yeah, like that. Yeah, Are usually, usually a bit safer. Yeah. And I was just trying to think back to when, you know, with potty training as mm. well. People oh, yeah. worry about potty training when you're in the car. Do you put pull-up on? And I would say, for the journey, if your kids have just started potty training, 
to be on the safe side, I probably would just put yeah. them in a pull-up just for the journey because it will catch just any accidents because normally when they need to go they need to go that urgently that second yeah yeah. not oh i can stop off in a few minutes and let you get on the lay-by or you're on a busy motorway and it's impossible to stop the car because it's too dangerous so yeah i would just say yeah put the pull up on yeah we did have as well a portable potty called my carry potty yes I know there were a couple, but that was really yeah, we good. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, because it comes almost like a little case, so you just flip open the case, you can sit on it, and then you can just close the case up if for any reason you can't easily empty it. And there have been times where we've sort of <laughs> screeched into motorway services, pulled it out of the boot <laughs> and not made it into a service station. It's like, quick, on now. Yeah. Um, because, like I say, needs must. Needs must. Needs must. But if you're on a country road or something, yeah. a country, a country we is always also, viable. You do have boys. Yes, yeah. that's a lot easier. That was forward thinking. That was. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, have you got any road trips coming up soon? We will have one, I think, in August when we should be in Denmark, and ah. it's not a road trip as such in the sense of like driving the garden route or yeah something like that but we're going to be going to four or five places i think probably in in about a week so we'll have probably a couple of bases but we'll be going to somewhere pretty much every day so we'll be driving either from a to b or just going out for the day yeah yeah so it's going to be lots of that on so yes we will be stocked up with our audio books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of nice Danish snacks. Oh, that sounds amazing. Mm. Yeah. Well, there'll be a hire car as well. And so I don't want to send it back full of crumbs, but the, odd, the odd bit of crumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hopefully as well with this trip, she will be, although she'll be seven, she's still quite petite. So that does mean we've had trips before where you can't even say, look at the amazing scenery. Look, we can see this, we can see that. Yes. Because depending on the seat she's been in, sometimes I can't actually see out yeah. of the window. So now I think that plus kind of booster seat, she will actually be able to watch the world going by, which is... Um, it makes a m- massive difference when you're not driving on a boring motorway and actually looking really at scenery. Does. And you can kind of make more of it, you know, oh my gosh, look at that tree. That looks yeah. so different. Tree. <laughs> Sorry, maybe, maybe things maybe, even better than yeah, trees. Maybe the animals or the sea or the amazing coastline. Yeah. I don't know why I thought of a tree. I've seen <laughs> some amazing trees. You've been really stuck with race to entertain them, haven't you? <laughs> Although I think every parent does this. If you go past a field and there's a sheep in it or a horse or a cow and you're like, sheep! Yeah. As if it's the most exciting thing in the world. <laughs> no, for us as diggers at the moment, mm-hmm. for our littlest, is all we get along the uh, say m4 m23 (laughs) when we're driving but it's amazing how excited i get when i see roadworks now rather than oh yeah because you'll be like hooray there's going to be a digger tucked away exactly (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i definitely think if you do get bored enough there's a certain amount of creativity comes into play and even I think with kids as well, once they get to a certain point, it's a bit like you're just going to have to be bored or entertain yourself. Well, I think that's the key thing sometimes is our kids, sorry to like sound like a really old person, mm-hmm. but back in our day, in our day, <laughs> yes, in our day, 
I was always bored and my parents like get on with it. Yeah. And whereas I always get that from my eldest. I'm like, why don't you read a book? Why don't you do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm still bored, but I want you to do it with me. And yeah. and, and it's, I don't, I don't know whether it's a different generational thing or, but definitely our kids are not as bored. We try no, to true. make yeah. more of it for them. Yes. Yeah. So it's interesting sometimes when you let them be bored as well or force them to be bored or whichever what they do I remember really vividly from this California road trip she was yeah three nearly four we had these lacing puzzles so they're supposed to be it's just like a big cardboard animal shape with holes and it's supposed to help with uh, motor skills and so on you can just lace the lace in and out I thought that might entertain her but she did for a bit but then she just took all the laces out decided they were all snakes and then spent the rest of the trip making up stories about these snakes and I was sitting there thinking, well, this is amazing. I yeah. never guessed this would happen. They went on and, I mean, these snakes had wild and exciting lives. And she was just quite happy sitting there with these sort of, um, they're like shoelaces, really. Oh, like, I see. Brightly yeah, coloured yeah, yeah. shoelaces. The imaginations of young yeah. children, brilliant just sometimes. Just chatting to herself about, you know, the life of imaginary snakes. Well, so. I'm just hoping when um, my youngest is a bit older and can communicate better, mm. the pair of them will kind of interact with each other more and do exactly that kind yeah. of play some games and imagination use their imagination and make up stories and things like that um so i just have to wait a couple more years yeah <laughs> hopefully it will be nice chatting and not so much bickering i'm sure there'll be a lot of that yes. then you have to build up like the pillow barricade in the middle <laughs> coats. yeah to section off the two seats if you two can't play nicely Yeah, we're stopping the car (laughs) and I'm getting a big coffee. Yes, well, I think that's a given. I suppose the other thing to say as well is not just planning for the kids, but planning the car before you go, which is easy to forget. Yes, yes, there is. I mean, I'm lucky that I have a husband who takes care of all of that for me, but he does actually, he checks the oil in the car Um, he makes sure the battery mm. isn't flat. Well, I'm not sure how you check that. How do you check? I that? don't know. I mean, our battery actually went flat in a field. Oh, yes. um, although to be fair, up until that point, it had been absolutely fine. Yeah. So I'm not sure we could have known. But yeah, things like windscreen washer fluid. Oh I, yeah. I ran I out. No idea. At one point, and yes, and I suddenly thought, well, to be fair, I can't remember the last time I checked, which is um, yeah, which is not good. And the petrol gauge actually. Yeah. I'm one for leaving the petrol right on empty, so I'm scolded the whole so time. So I should think. <laughs> um, there have been enough moments where I've been driving along thinking, I really hope there's a petrol station around this next yeah. bend. But I'm, I'm now quite good, If particularly if I'm somewhere I don't know. If it goes below a certain point, I'm like, okay, but the next thing we do is find yeah. petrol. And also, another point is, before we went to France, I didn't realise that, obviously, other countries have different driving laws. And so you need a European car kit when you go to France in the back of your boot. It has, um, like... It's really specific, isn't it? Like a funny triangle thing and a GB sticker that you're meant to put on your car to warn other drivers that you're from... And some countries I know are even more specific. You can't even have it in the boot. You've got to have it in the glove compartment or something. Yeah, because you're supposed to be able to access it without getting out of the car. I see. Um, So it's always best, I think, to research before you go to country. Um, Especially if you're taking your own car. Yes. That's that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. And then the other thing is getting there, wherever it is you're going. Yeah. 
So people with really good senses of direction may not want to listen <laughs> to this bit. However, I can get lost at the drop of a hat. So yeah, sat nav, Google Maps, printouts. Yes any of these things all of these things running simultaneously well actually you're right Uh, printing out a map i know it's probably seen as an old-fashioned thing to do yeah but if your data runs out your your car uh your phone battery runs out then you're really snookered if you don't have a map or know where you're going to go yeah so i would say have backups yes and always have a spare phone battery or yeah. a lead in your car that's it mine plugs into the cigarette yeah. lighter so that's really really useful yeah um but yeah the number of times you drive through a data black spot and you're yes. sort of thinking i cannot believe that yes there's no data and i don't know where i'm going yeah <laughs> the little yeah. voice in the sat nav says you know lost communication <laughs> i don't know where <laughs> to go whirring, now. that dreaded whirring yeah. disc of doom yeah and however many wonderful tips you have for surviving a car journey with kids. No one really wants to make it an extra hour longer because you went the wrong way. No, which has happened to me quite a few times. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, my husband's not a good backseat driver. So when he says, you're meant to turn left there, I'm like, uh, uh, well, you could have given me some warnings. Yes. Tell me that before we get to the turning. <laughs> yeah so um yeah the car journey can be fraught i think Mm. for many many reasons but it can also be okay i think if you just prepare yes definitely this is one where planning comes into its own and like you were saying the plus side is you can pack your boots yes full of all the things you need and all the things you might need and also a bottle of wine when you arrive yeah and also just having the car it does really give you a sense of freedom freedom more than you would have say you know traveling to a destination on a plane and then just not having a hire car it just it gives you if you want to stay a bit longer you can if you want to go home early you can but you've got all your stuff with you yeah yeah so yeah i'm all for the road trip looking forward to mine later this year where's your next one we're going to Brittany. we're going on an overnight ferry which we've never done before and to San Mauro, and then we drive all the way down to the Dordogne. Lovely. And it's a part of France I haven't explored yet. That's basically all my childhood holidays were like that. Yeah. Ferry over, and then Dad would drive down to wherever it was we were staying in France, yeah. and then we'd be there for a yeah. couple of weeks usually. And all the red wine and all the cheese. Also that. <laughs> Didn't appreciate that so much as a child, but now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> we hope you found these tips useful. Check out the earlier podcasts for more family travel advice and inspiration. And do let us know if there are any questions you'd like covering in a future podcast. And uh, do check out kidventures.co.uk for more and where to subscribe. And please don't forget to review this and recommend to your friends. We'll love you forevermore. Until next time. See you again soon for the next Kidventure. Do, 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 do.